Hi, I'm Mark Richardson, and welcome to Remodeling Mastery. Remodeling Mastery is a podcast series that's really designed to help you think about your business, not just do your business. I think with the crazy times that we're in, we're so, so busy, we don't really push the pause button and really sit back and reflect on not only what we're doing, but also where we're heading in this. Today, I want to talk about a topic that that's uh, a little bit more, I think, relevant and timely. And it's really focused on this whole notion of being out there on islands by yourself. And the theme I want to talk about today is don't go it alone. I spend a lot of time interacting with remodelers and certainly leading different types of groups. And one of the things I find when you're driving at 60, 80, 100 miles an hour, it's very hard to continue to invest the time and energy back into yourself, back into making yourself better and back into growing, I think, the community and you're out there on an island by yourself. So, you know, I think there's so many themes that we'll certainly talk about on this podcast that are really relevant, but the one that really hits a hits a chord for me is that we're all smarter together than any one of us. You know, and I think that theme, if you really think about it, how much time are you spending your ear to the ground, really listening, I think, to what other insights and elements are that can really help you be a business? Also, another one that continues to be an important theme that oftentimes I end uh, sessions that I'm doing with different groups is just don't be a stranger with others. You know, it's so important that you allow those relationships to really nurture and develop, but you have to be very pragmatic and proactive about keeping in touch with each other. You know, do you have, for example, those appointments that you're making to keep in touch with those people that in fact really hit a chord or really motivated you in some sort of way and gave you an insight that was important. So let me start with the why that this is important and quite frankly, why I think many remodelers tend not to be the ones that are really gathers and really part of strong parts of communities. Uh, Number one is for the most part, remodelers are cowboys. You got into this business. It's an easy entry business. And oftentimes it's led by cowboys. It's led by entrepreneurs. It's led by people that are very, very independent kind of thinkers and really want to take whatever they're doing and kind of take it to the next level. But oftentimes the genesis of all that is coming from the way that they're figuring it out, not necessarily learning from others. I mean, this really goes back to there's just not, you know, remodeling university out there. There's a bunch of associations and seminars and things, but there's not necessarily a really disciplined degree of creating a remodeling business. So as a result, you've had to figure it out on your own, own meaning you and not necessarily from others. You know, I hear this so often when I lead different groups, everybody is interested in talking about their way of doing it. This is how we do it as if they've cracked the code and they have the only way to do it. But the reality is of 10 different remodeling companies out there, there's nine different ways that it gets done. 
And what's so important, I think, in this notion of not going it alone, if you make a commitment, and I'll give you a list here of 10 ways I think you can not go it alone here in a moment, but if you can make a commitment to starting to really uh, listen to what others, you're going to find that path, that journey that you're going on to be so much easier, so much more productive, and in turn, so much more profitable as well. You know, this notion of I just do it this way is not the only way to do it. And I will say more times than not, it's not the best way to do it. I think most remodeling companies always begin with something very similar. It's a homeowner out there that has pain, that has a thirst for something that is better. The homeowners, they even look and feel the same in terms of oftentimes their demographics being upper middle, upper, upper middle, upper class type of client that can afford nicer levels of changes, certainly to their home. They all look the same. The flip side, all the way to the end of the process, is the projects that you're creating, like with other remodelers, for the most part, those master suites, those additions, those kitchen remodelers. When you look through magazines, you can't necessarily tell who designed many of those things. But what is different is what's in between. It's that journey in between. It's that process in between. And I think that if you can just commit to learning different ways of doing things, different dialects, different languages, you're going to end up having your own path that's going to be better. So uh, let's just talk about this notion of, of maybe 10 tips, ideas, a little bit of kind of gray hair comments here that I can give you on not going it alone. The first one on my list is your own immediate team. You know, one of the things I think you need to develop a culture within your team for really insights and feedback. And most importantly, I think you need to listen to your team members uh, when it comes to some of the dissident voices on your team. See, we have, as humans, we have a tendency to gravitate people to people that we agree agree with what we have to say, not necessarily what disagree. And I think if you can develop a culture that is more open communication, allowing for those ideas to flow, creating a more team atmosphere within it. Now, this might involve different kind of little workshops and activities and events that you allow within the team itself, I think you will end up feeling being bigger than you really are if, in fact, you deputize the team members to help you do that. Uh, Number two on my list was alliances. Alliances in this case are your suppliers, your subcontractors. You know, the not going it alone out there, especially in these crazy stormy times, they need to be part of your team. They need to be part of your tribe. They're, they need to be kind of one of you, so to speak. And you need to really embrace being the magnet for these alliances, suppliers, manufacturers, subcontractors contractors. See, we tend to use them as is literally subs and not necessarily even think about them as alliances. Matter of fact, I encourage folks that I work with, wipe out of your vocabulary the word vendor 
and replace it with strategic alliance, strategic partner. And soon as you start to call each other something different, you'll start to look at that relationship differently and you'll start to be more at a greater uh, level. Number three is community groups. Many of the remodelers that I work with are involved with not necessarily industry groups. I'll get to that in a minute. But you have, uh, you are a force in your community. How involved are you with the community groups, the business community groups, as well as certainly the, the, uh, uh, charity community groups in your community? You know, take your top team members and have each one join a different member of these groups and What you're going to glean out of that is not just marketing and it's not just leads. You're going to be bigger than who you are. You're going to learn from some of the insights and some of the relationships of these people. And that's going to help you take your game to the next level and certainly not be out there in an island by yourself. Number four, I put on here webinars, podcasts, and certainly reading books. You know, it's so important, I think, if in fact you're that serious about your business that you start to make appointments to yourself to carve out time to focus on uh, uh, creating a bigger knowledge base so you're not going it alone. You know, this podcast is just one of many that I think you can learn a lot of different things, but also when you're listening to this podcast or others, go back and subscribe to them. Go back and look back at the library. I have over 150 episodes of this podcast. How many of you have have you listened to? But there's many, many that should hit a chord, not only for this one, but also for others. You know, those webinars that you get thrown out the email, start to listen and, and, and sign up for a few of those webinars that are out there. And certainly, I always like and encourage everybody to have a book they're reading in terms of learning more about, you know, not being alone out there and leveraging some of the knowledge. Number five on my list, and it's probably the one that you are probably thinking the most when you hear the title, Don't Go It Alone Out There, and that's what I would call peer groups. There are many, many industry peer groups that you can become part of, Uh, Certainly groups like the 2020 Club with the uh, National Association of the of the Home Builders. Uh, Remodeling Advantage is a, 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 a certainly a very good peer group. Uh, there's a new one with Professional Remodeler, Remodeling Mastery Forums. Check it out. Now, what is key to peer groups in terms of not going alone, because some people just kind of treat them all being equal, they're not all the same. You know, there's some of the peer groups that are very, very focused on deep relationships. You are blood brothers with those peer groups. There's others that are a little bit more lighter relationships. I find that for the most part, only about 20% to 30% end up sticking with particular peer groups in part because they're joining the wrong peer group or it's played itself out. One fairly typical thing is the first year, it's like a kid in a candy store. It's like, wow, you're overwhelmed. The second year, you start to see some benefit from it. The third year, maybe a little bit more benefit. And the fourth year is what have you done for me lately? And then you leave the group. I think the more that you find the right group, but also feel the flexibility that you can leave a particular group 
I think, and certainly participate even in more than one group. Some of the folks that I work with one-on-one in terms of the coaching, they're involved in multiple groups. And again, I think that makes them bigger than who they are because of that depth and what they're, what they're really getting there. Uh, another one, which is a little bit more local and, and uh, something that uh, I actually did with one of my good friends, I realized many years ago, this goes back almost 30 years that I realized in our community here in the Washington, D.C. area that we really only had about 1% or less of the market share. And it made me realize that our real competitor out there was not other remodelers. Our real competitor was actually the homeowner and the homeowner's fears and anxieties and ignorance. But the biggest thing as it relates to this topic it, it allowed me to do was we created a monthly breakfast. So myself and one other of our leaders here, we got on the phone and literally we set up a monthly breakfast of the top 10 remodelers and we met over breakfast and we talked about market condition. We talked about what was happening with the labor force. We talked about all the issues that you're dealing with out there. Today, we talked about 30 years ago. And again, sometimes with groups like that, it's just therapeutic and comfortable to know that you're not alone in terms of what you're what you're experiencing. Another important way to not go it alone out there is really commit to going to events. Um, the Builder Show, certainly, and the National Kitchen Bath Show, that's a great way to go. But try to leverage those events. Also, coming up mid-September, we have the, the Pinnacle Experience, which is kind of a combination of sales, marketing, technology experience in Arizona. Encourage you to take a look at that through Professional Remodeler. This is an event that's going to be where you can actually go and be part of different groups and really not feel like you're out on an island by yourself. Huge amount of knowledge, huge amount of insights, ways you can avoid potholes, certainly in the future. But most importantly, I think as we're talking about it here, it's a way to really glean relationships in non-competing markets. Number eight on my list is associations. Now, associations, uh, again, I think sometimes people are a little bit confused. What can I get out of it? But I find that those people that really get a little bit more engaged, a little bit more uh, serious about their business, just joining an association, quite frankly, it's something that you can hang that logo. But what you want to do is really try to leverage it and not go, go it alone as it relates to the association. So you certainly have associations that are very directed to the the type of work that you do. It's a way to meet other people, but try to, you know, participate in a committee or two that interests you. Uh, those committees, I think, allow you to develop deeper relationships with individuals, you know, but show up to the party if, in fact, you want to get the returns. And quite frankly, if you can't do it all, tap some of your key people on the shoulder to be part of, you know, some of the different associations that are out there. So number nine on my list, which is a little bit different, is another way to not go it alone is actually form your own little advisory board. I actually not only sit on, but I have formed many advisory boards for companies. And it's a great way to have three to five people out there to really support, give you advice. It's not that expensive to be able to form something 
but the benefit and the way that you can grow your business, if in fact you create a more of an advisory board, will really be able to help you. So this is not necessarily a formal board that ultimately has fiduciary responsibilities. It's really there to be a sounding board and so that you can be bigger, quite frankly, than what you can just create on your own. And the last thing, which is really more of a behavioral thing than it is necessarily uh, uh, a, uh, a specific uh, direction, and that is don't be strangers with the people that you meet. I know years ago I created a list of all the professional relationships I have, and that list is pretty extensive. It's 150 to 200 people, and what I do on a regular basis is I call one of them every day. And I think if you really think about that, if you have a list of 50 people and you call one a day, you're actually in two months period of time talking to all those relationships that you have. And it doesn't take that much time to be able to do it if in fact you approach it kind of more as a one a day vitamin as opposed to something that's kind of an overwhelming kind of project in these crazy and busy times. So I just want to thank everybody to uh, that joining us on this. And certainly your participation and even listening to a podcast like this, you clearly have a yearning and interest not to be on an island by yourself or go it alone, but try to take that to the next level. It's not just about a 15 or 20 minute podcast. It's more than that. And I think if you can take it to the next level, you're going to see a level of fulfillment and growth and interest and clarity in your business that you've never seen before. So thank you. And I'll We'll speak to you soon. Thank you for listening to the Remodeling Mastery Podcast by Mark G. Richardson, supported by Professional Remodeler Magazine, Engage, Leap, Marlamar, and Destination Motivation. Check out our earlier podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.